Welcome to Shine Your Light, a radio broadcast on healthy boundaries. This is your host, Megan Woolever, and today our subject is going to be what are boundaries, what are energy boundaries? In our last broadcast, we talked with Cece Converse, coach and um, guide with the Modern Mystery School, and we talked a little bit about what is energy. So we're going to recap a little bit of what is energy in our discussion today, and David, my producer here, and I are going to have a lively little discussion about what are boundaries and what can we do to create healthier boundaries in our lives. So... um, One of the things that we'll just start off talking about is the little bit about what is energy and what are energy boundaries. So one of the things we talked about last time was um, the idea that um, science has actually been documenting our our emotions and how they vibrate at different frequencies. We talked a little bit about Dr. David Hawkins, who's a doctor and a... um, uh, psychotherapist and how he, in his work, Power Versus Force, and subst- subsequent um, books, documented the findings of studying the human energy field for over 20 years. And what he found in his studies were that positive energy has a higher vibrating frequency, um, and negative energy, or what we consider to be negative energy, has a lower vibrating frequency. So something like the emotion of joy is one of the highest vibrating emotions that is measurable. And that's what he found in his studies, that joy was one of the highest vibrations that the human energy system could hold. Um, so what I like to think of as healthy boundaries is, is the reason that we sort of um, ask ourselves, why am I being affected by other people's energy or emotions? That's, that's one way of, of looking at the question of healthy boundaries. Why do people around me affect me so much? And that's really um, comes down to the concept of healthy boundaries are really all about energy. So last time we talked about how everything is energy, and healthy boundaries are part of that. They're part of the conversation about energy. One of the things that I think is a big mis- misnomer about energy is that we, we talk about good energy. We talk about bad energy. Somebody's got bad vibes or bad juju. They really drained me. They're like sucking the energy out. We talk about energy vampires and people that suck your energy. And I think that's a little bit of a misnomer. I think that's a little bit of a misunderstanding about what energy is. Because if we are all energy and if we are all one, um, then energy is neither taken nor given in a sense of being drained. It is really about the vibration that you're holding and whether that vibration is in resonance or not with the people that you're being surrounded with or the people that you're encountering. So um, energy is neither good nor bad. It's just vibration. And when you say someone has bad energy, you're really saying that their emotional state is draining or lowering your vibration, your energy state. So often we feel drained by people because their emotional energy is is vibrating at a frequency below ours. We talked about this last time when we talked about vibrating at a place of joy or love as a high vibration and vibrating at a place of sadness or or anger has a has a lower vibration and that we are these resonant beings that like to entrain. And so what is happening when we are talking about um, feeling drained by somebody is actually our system, our energy is entraining to their system. They're holding the dominant frequency. 
So we talked a little bit about this last time when we talked about how when we hold a high vibrational frequency consistently, that higher vibrational frequency, like a joy or a love vibration, actually has the capacity to entrain or to raise all the other frequencies around it up. And that's what we experience when we're surrounded by a spiritual teacher or a guru or a, um, a being that is, that is able to really be in the fullness of their, of their joy or their love. And what happens is our vibrational frequency is lifted up by then, um, by them. And part of the work of learning healthy boundaries is learning how to become the master of our vibration, the master of our energy frequency, so we are able to hold that high vibrational frequency no matter what's going on around us. Um, so creating healthy boundaries is really all about raising your own vibrational frequency and maintaining it so that you aren't drained by others and so that you feel good. So we're going to cut to commercial and we're going to come back and talk more about what you can do to raise your vibrational frequency and maintain it. You're listening to Energy Talk Radio, conscious radio for a new era of hope. Our inspirational and fun shows help you to enjoy a better day while shifting global consciousness. Our fun and inspirational talk shows will empower you, our listeners, sponsors, and hosts to experience the joy of creating a more peaceful, joyful, and beautiful world. 30% of our proceeds go to various charities we sponsor each month. This month, we're sponsoring the Tripora Foundation. For more information about the Tripora Foundation, please go to www.triporafoundation.org. That's Tripora, T-R-I-P-U-R-A, foundation.org. Thanks for listening. Please contact us with your favorite charitable organization by emailing us at info at energytalkradio.com. That's info at energytalkradio.com. So welcome back to Shine Your Light, a discussion of healthy boundaries. I'm your host, Megan Wollever, and we're going to continue our talk about what are healthy boundaries and how do we raise our vibration to establish a strong resonant field around us, a strong vibration so that no matter what we encounter in our lives or who we encounter, we are holding a strong vibrational boundary of um, the highest vibration that we can possibly hold at any given moment. So part of that conversation is understanding that our vibration shifts all the time based on the food that we eat, based on the side of the bed we woke up on that morning, um, and really uh, just uh, follows the biorhythms of our body throughout the day. So part of our process or part of our learning to master our vibration is learning how to um, check in, learning how to have those self-reflective um, practices that help us understand where our vibration is at at any given time so that when we are starting off our day at a certain set point with that vibration, we can track that throughout the day and notice if it dips. Notice if we eat a gigantic hamburger and french fries and a milkshake, how our vibration is affected by that. Or notice if we are dealing with some um, difficult person in our life, how that has affected our vibration, and then use the tools that we're going to talk about today to master or to shift out of that energy, to raise our vibration back up to whatever our set point is that we're cultivating. And there are lots of different things, lots of different tools and techniques that you can um, 
can pull from both um, on a just an ongoing 24-7 things that you can do to raise your vibration. And then there are what I call vibration shifters, which are things like the DNA activation that we talked about last time that actually that actually work with your nervous system and your energetic system to shift you to kind of kind of like picking you up off from one level of the playing field and taking you to the next level. So um, let's start by talking about the law of attraction. That's something that in the movie The Secret that came out a few years ago was a really popular topic. Um, and one of the rules or one of the concepts in the law of attraction that I found that I find really useful in the healthy boundaries discussion is this idea of our thoughts. Um, Mahatma Gandhi said that a man is man is but the product of his thoughts, what he thinks he becomes. Um, so one of the areas that we're going to talk about today is the mind and how our mind affects our vibration. Um, Healthy boundaries really start by holding the highest vibrational frequency possible so that your energy is constant and informed by your own choice. When this happens, other people's energies do not affect you. You can be perfectly happy no matter what your circumstance is. So the best way we can create healthy boundaries with our family and our friends and our coworkers is to hold the highest, highest frequency possible and then stabilize it so that no matter what happens or who we encounter, our frequency is maintained or it's raised higher. So this is done by self-cultivation. This is done by the different self-cultivation practices that we can use. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the self-cultivation processes. I'm getting the, the, the question finger from David. Hi, David. Hi. I, I just wanted to say um, I find it fascinating um, from my own personal perspective about uh, joy being the uh, the highest vibration because mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people might imagine that that love might be the highest vibration. Um, maybe joy is a part of that. But I've had um, I well, I've had like these meditations where you know you do a labyrinth. You know you start the labyrinth. You say what do I need to know? Do the labyrinth, and then you get to the center and you get a message. And I and every time I do this labyrinth, I was getting the constant message: enjoy, live your life, enjoy, enjoy life enjoy yeah yeah and I think that um if you think about the different you know a lot of this we can just check in somatically with ourselves so we can sort of feel into what does it feel like to be in joy in our body and what does it feel like to be in love in our body and there is a perceptible difference between the feeling of love and the feeling of joy love is a very heart centered emotion for for most people and you feel your heart sort of open and expand and it is an easier i i would i would venture to guess that love is probably an easier vibration to hold more consistently than mm. joy because joy is a very upper chakra of the way i experience it it is it's sort of my crown chakra opens and i feel that sort of that um that activation or that that really high frequency energy um in my upper chakras with joy and that can be a more challenging thing to maintain 24-7 versus love, where love, you can use the practice, the I am practice, the I am that I am practice. And um, if you're not familiar with the I am that I am practice, it is a beautiful practice that is taught in the the Moses Code, a movie that came out last year that is a really powerful um, teaching around how we can learn how to embody our God essence and um the I am that I am practice, put simply, is to to understand that as one, as a one planet, one being, one creation, 
we are all connected and we are um, we are everything that we see. And so the practice is to walk down the street for an hour um, and everything that you see, say, I am that, I am. Whether it is a guy driving a limo or whether it is a homeless person on the street or whether it's a, a, a tree, I am that, I am. And that practice con- cultivates a sense of oneness or opens, I think, the heart chakra where you begin to cultivate your empathy where you been, begin to cultivate your resonance with, with what is around you. So that seems to me an easy place to kind of, not easy, but um, I, I, I know how to, to do that. I can, I can move into that energy. Joy sometimes, boy, especially when your body is, is not feeling great. Joy can be a really hard jump to get, to get into. And that's why I think in the, um, in the Secret they talk about not trying to move all the way up to joy, to the top of the emotional guidance system or the top of the, the, the scale in um, emotional resonance as you go as high as that you can go. So if you can go to love one day or if you can go to gratitude one day, gratitude and love are a vibrational match. So if we can cultivate that practice of gratitude, we're raising our vibration. But joy and being in joy is the, is the highest measurable frequency that, that Hawkins measured in the, in the resonant field of the human. And um, if you think about all of the wise adages and, and teachings, it's all about following your bliss, right? Following your joy. Do what brings you joy. And so when we, and we talked about that last time as well, doing what brings you joy. And so when we are doing what brings us joy, we are actually connecting into that vibrational frequency of joy. Wow, thank you. You're welcome. So the seven keys to healthy boundaries. I love this quote by John Muir. John Muir, who's a really famous um, naturalist, um, particularly out here in the um, California area where we're recording from, he said that tug on anything at all and you'll find it connected to everything else in the universe. So we are all connected. Therefore, we don't really pick up energy from other people. When we encounter another person who has negative energy and we begin to feel bad around them, it's a result of their energy lowering our resonance or triggering wounds, unrefined or or wounded areas inside of us that need to be healed. The best way that we can create healthy boundaries is through doing our own work, meaning doing the work of self-healing, self-love, and personal transformation. We cannot force someone else to do anything. So we can't force the people around us that are draining our energy to do anything else other than what they're currently doing. All we can do is simply hold the highest vibrational frequency possible in ourselves so that we are open and clear inside. And as a result, others around us may shift, but they may not. It's really their choice. Either way, we're unaffected because we have chosen our orientation. So it really comes from a place of understanding our personal power. And so that's the first key in the seven keys to um, to healthy boundaries is personal power. It's taking full responsibility for your life. We talked a little bit, and I paraphrased the my, my favorite quote from Marianne Williamson, and I'm going to read it to you right now because I think this is a really beautiful illustration of personal power. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, well, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. 
We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. And it's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So the whole theme of this show is shine your light, and that's really what we are working on cultivating here is the capacity to shine our own unique light in whatever way that wants to show up so that from that place of high vibrational resonance and freedom in our systems, we unconsciously give permission and freedom to others to shine their own unique lights. So one of the things that takes us out of our personal power is when we complain about things or when we blame other people or other circumstances or when we feel ashamed. So letting go of complaining, blaming, blaming and shame um, is really key to stepping into your personal power because all of those, those energies of complaint or blame or shame all weaken, weaken your energy system and they're um, they, they weaken your energy field because th- that you're focusing on what you don't want, what you don't have, or how powerless or bad you feel. So one of the ways that we step into personal power is by understanding that the thoughts that you think and the feelings that you feel inform and create the reality that you live in. So one of my favorite teaching stories around this is um, the hurricane survivor story, um, and I don't know if this is a real story or not, but it is. I think it's a really wonderful illustration of um, personal power. Um, and the story is that there were two men that were Hurricane Katrina survivors. And the hurricane went through their neighborhood, and it really devastated everything. And they were next-door neighbors, and their two houses were standing. And one man um, had a whole stockpile of bottled water. And the other guy had a whole stockpile of bake, baked beans. And the guy with the, the baked beans got up on the top of his house with his shotgun and was protecting his hoard of food from all the marauders that were out there that were going to potentially loot his home and potentially come in and, um, and you know, take what was his. And he, um, you know, got up there and yelled at people to stay the heck away from his home so that, you know, he was protecting. And, and the other guy who had the bottled water got all his bottled water out in a wheelbarrow and went out and went around the street and was like, who needs water? Okay, who's got um, blankets? And who's got, you know, and so his, his orientation was like, okay, how can we unite together and how can we um, work together to to make this tragedy easier on all of us. Um, And so what we understand about personal power is that the circumstances in our lives are just the circumstances in our lives. You know, we've all got kind of a sob story at one point or another to tell. The truth or the, the power comes from how we choose to react to that. So one man's choice was to be defensive and... He ended up isolated and probably without a can opener and <laughs> or nothing to cook all the baked beans with. And the guy with the water ended up becoming a local, a local hero. Uh-huh. And so our choice 
we're all dealt the hand that we're dealt, and it's our choice, our personal power. So letting go of the complaining, the shame, and the blame around it being somebody else's fault and saying, okay, this is what I have to deal with. How can I creatively and constructively work with the energies that are in my life right now, even if they are negative energies, even if they're energies that, that are um, incredibly challenging? That's part, of the, that's part of stepping into our power is learning how to, uh, learning how to work with challenging energies in our life. So um, the next area is our body, being a good steward of our physical containers. So we talked, we used this quote last time, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again because um, I think it's really important to really get this, not in a, because this is this quote, we are spiritual beings having a physical experience gets bandied about a lot, gets sort of thrown around a lot. And the truth is that it's a really powerful teaching if we take that in deeply. So we're going to come back after a commercial break, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the body and cultivating healthy boundaries. Please tune in to listen to Life Without Limitation with Mike Michaud. Explore stories of miracles, wellness, prosperity, and enlightenment through sound meditation and transformational thought processes. The show is inspired by and based on the teachings of spiritual leader Dattatreya Shiva Baba, the YouTube guru, who inspired best-selling author Dr. Wayne Dyer to write Manifest Your Destiny. The show is hosted by Mike Michaud, a student of Dattatreya Shiva Baba who experienced miraculous recovery from HIV and AIDS over seven years ago and survived a major heart procedure without anesthesia through meditations taught to him by Dattatreya Shiva Baba. Please visit our schedule page to learn when you can listen to Life Without Limitation with Mike Michaud. Energy Talk Radio. Fun and inspirational talk radio. Making a difference. Join us for Walking in the Know. Hosted by Mashiat Oloya. Who carries the title of Queen Mother within the kindred of Shyendra a spiritual-based society of the Kemetic Pantheon. This program is dedicated to the awakening of personal and collective divine unity, activating our highest potential and celebrating our many lineages through conversation and alternative views. The main focus is to learn how to live as a conscious mind in an unconscious society. Join us on Energy Talk Radio with Walking in the Know. Please tune in to Coffee Meditations with Alice Moore, a fun and entertaining program defining what being healthy really means and how to do that in our modern world. The focus is on how to take your health seriously, but not too seriously that you don't do anything. Tune in to get practical food suggestions and meditation tips, hear interviews with cutting-edge health counselors and healers in the Bay Area and beyond. Hosted by Alice Moore, certified holistic health counselor, mind sound technology teacher, and performing artist, a graduate of the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York City and Boston University School for the Arts. She is passionate about demystifying health for anyone who wants to be happy, joyful, and free. Please visit our schedule page to learn when you can listen to Coffee Meditations with Alice Moore. Welcome 
Welcome back to Shine Your Light. This is Megan Wolliver, your host. And we were just starting to talk about how to raise your vibration physically in your physical body. So one of the things that um, really affects our vibration is the food that we eat, our diet and exercise. And Alice Moore has a show called Coffee Meditations where she really dives very deeply into the exploration of the body and how the food that you eat nourishes or depletes your system. Um, so in our conversation today, um, one of the things that I want to um, bring to your attention is just this concept that um, eating the food that you eat um, is the medicine for your body. Let food be thy medicine. And um, eating live foods, foods that have been um, either lightly cooked or raw, will raise your vibrational field or raise your energy because that those foods still have life energy in them. Um, foods sprayed with pesticides or grown in nutritionally depleted soils have a lower life force, and they do not nourish your body. Likewise, animals that are fed steroids or antibiotics, they pass these chemicals along to you when you eat them, and they lower your energy field. So diet and exercise will actually raise or lower the vibrational frequency of the body. Stress as well. Um, and toxins lower your vibration. So any kind of toxin that you're putting into your body, um, either ingesting it or sort of secondhand experiencing that environmental toxins also lower your vibration. Um, so one of the ways to raise your vibration is to really um, understand that the food that you eat becomes the cells in your body and those cells actually lead to the vibrational frequency that you're resonating at. Um, exercise as well releases endorphins in the body, and these are the hormones that help you feel good. They assist in releasing it, – it, excuse me, exercise assists in releasing the stagnant um, chi and energy blocks in your body, and it also helps to circulate the blood, the lymph, and the chi. I just had a quick question. Yeah. When I was younger – I'm not really that old, but when I was younger – Exercise was fun and easy for me, mm-hmm. and now I have I overdid it, and I have injuries and stuff, mm-hmm. and I can't do the things that I used to do. I think that that's a great question because one of the things that people think with exercise, especially in our exercise crazed society here in the West, we we think we've got to go to the gym and work out. Yeah. And what I tell um, my students and my clients when I teach energy boundaries is we need to work in. We need to actually do exercise that raises our vibration and creates more expansion and joy in our life. So, for example, if we are going to the gym and we're getting on the elliptical trainer and we're like, oh, i got to do my elliptical training. i got to get my 30 minutes in and get my heart rate up. What is your body doing? We're totally in contraction. We're Stress. totally stressed. We're totally like, got to shove this in before I run off and pick. We're not exercising. We're actually not increasing or, or releasing or um, moving the energy of our body because we're totally in contraction when we're doing that. So um, I tell people, go do something that brings you joy, even if it's just a walk with, you know, with a friend. It doesn't. You are going to get more long-term health benefits out of doing something simple that brings you joy than doing an hour intense workout and feeling aggro the whole time you're doing it. Now, an hour intense workout is great if you are totally like juiced and like, yes, this is awesome. I feel awesome. I'm lifting weights. Look at me. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I work hard for 
the money, you know. Um, so, so that's cool if if that's your if you've got your mojo on. But if if you're doing it because that you've just got to fit it in between, you know, dropping off the the kids and picking up the dry cleaning, then do something else. Do something that brings you joy, and and that may be, you know, it may be going to a dance class. It may be. Um, doing some stairs and it, it may be gardening find different ways to bring exercise into your life that moves your body yeah that moves your body that opens up your chi um any exercise will help do do something that makes you feel good joyful and expanded mm, thank you you're welcome so the next area that we're going to talk about is something that we touched on a little earlier and that is the cultivating the mind working with your thoughts and your emotions um don't believe everything you think uh, one of my favorite quotes around this is uh, comes from Dr. Wayne Dyer. Change the way you look at things, and the things you look at change. So I talked a little bit about this in our last broadcast, um, and I want to just um, specifically note that um, the, the studies that I re- referred to in the last broadcast were from Southwestern University and Dallas Medical Center. And what these recent studies found is that when we experience high vibrating emotions, our body expands, our immune system is boosted, our blood pressure lowers, and in general, our health improves. Conversely, negative emotions like stress, worry, fear, doubt, anger, all contract our nervous system, shutting down our hypothalamus and causing the body to send a message to the immune system to shut down. This is okay temporarily, like if we're in a life-threatening situation, like if we're going to get hit by a bus, the nervous system needs to do the things that it does to get us out of the way. Um, But because we need all of the energy that we can to to survive that situation. But if you live day after day in this this um, stressed-out state, you can begin to see how debilitating that can be for your overall health. Um, One of the uh, teachings, the Native American teachings that I really like around this is – The boy says to his grandfather, I feel like two wolves are fighting in my heart, said the boy to his grandfather. One is full of anger and hatred, and the other is full of compassion and love. Which one will win, he asked his grandfather. The one you feed, the grandfather replied. So what you think about is what you're focusing your energy on. It's like investing in a bank account for that thought, which then leads to an emotional response to the thought. So there's this connection. When we're thinking about something over and over and over again and we're focusing or we're fixating on that, we are investing money. We're vest- investing energy in that thought. And that's creating in our brain the neural network that gives us the propensity to think that thought over and over and over again when we're put in situations that, that trigger that kind of thinking. And that is true whether the thought is strengthening us or weakening us. So there's an axiom that says, do that which strengthens you and avoid that which weakens you, and everything counts, including the thoughts that you're thinking. So one of the, weir- one of the ways that we can begin to work with our thinking and begin to master our thoughts is using a, um, a four-question process that um, is called The Work. It's by Byron Katie. Um, And she's used this to really help people begin to transform their minds, rewire the neural networks, and really begin to take ownership of their thinking and their feeling. And the work is this. When you think a thought, no matter what the thought is, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so fat. So ask yourself, is this true? So is this thought true? Well, yes, my doctor's told me that I'm overweight and I feel like I need to lose weight. So the second question is, can you absolutely know that it's true? Well, the weight on the scale says what the weight on the scale says. 
And yet there's lots of studies that have been done out there that said you don't necessarily need to fall within your weight guidelines to be healthy. So maybe, I don't know, maybe there is a, a sliver of question about whether this is an absolute ver- verifiable truth. So then the third question is, how do you react? How do you react when you think that thought? So how do you feel when you think that thought? Oh my gosh, I'm so fat. Well, I feel awful. I want to hide. I want to put on a big moo-moo and, and go hide and, and eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's on my couch. <laughs> so then the fourth question is, well, who would you be without that thought? So what would your life look like if you stopped thinking that thought? And that's a really empowering way to begin to process our thoughts um, because that oftentimes when we look at who we would be without thinking that thought, we move into a place of greater freedom. We move into a place of greater choice and greater opportunity. Now, it doesn't mean that we might not still need to lose weight, but the negative emotion of, oh, my gosh, I'm so fat, I hate my body, might turn around to, I love my body so much that I want to take really good care of it. I want to be a good steward of my physical container like we just talked about. So let's move on to the next area of cultivation, and that is the heart, love and gratitude. Focus on what you already have. The Reverend Dr. Michael Beckwith says, cultivate an awareness of gratitude for everything you already have, regardless of the appearance of how meager it might be. Into the field of gratitude will flow ideas, gentle nudges from the universe, whisperings from the presence as to how to allow for our soul to unfold. Because in the unfoldment of the soul, we will discover that our legitimate needs will be met. When we begin with the awareness that we really do have everything we need within us, we discover that we can walk on this planet with gentle grace and creativity, not living in lack and scarcity or thinking that something out there is going to make us whole. So we talked a little bit about this when we said that gratitude is a vibrational match for the feeling of love, unconditional love and compassion. So one of the ways to raise our vibrational frequency is to just be in gratitude, be in gratitude for what you already have in your life in this very moment today. And when we focus on being grateful, we are telling the universe to send us more things to be grateful for. When we are grateful, our heart opens and our energy flows and expands. And we begin to see more of things in our life that we have to be grateful for. It, it becomes this sort of mushroom effect where just more things show up to be grateful for every day. So the fifth area of cultivation is living a life of purpose and passion. Do what you love and love what you do. The Scottish theologian William Bradley said that there are two great days in a person's life, the day we are born and the day we discover why. (laughs) So connect to your soul's gifts and talents and share them. And if you don't know what your soul's gifts and talents are, here's here's a tool. Make a list of 20 things that you love or that bring you joy. And then ask yourself how you can do those things every day. We talked a little bit about this last last um, recording session because uh, we were talking about how when we do something, uh, when we think we're going to step into what our purpose is, we think, oh, everybody's going to want to do the same thing I do. But that's actually not the case. We're all here with unique gifts and unique talents. And when we step into sharing those unique gifts and talents, it's going to look vastly different than the next person. So live a life inspired by by purpose. Our lives are meant to be lived in joy and passion. And uh, when you find out what you love, then find a way to do that every day, even if it's just whistling a 
Mary Toon. So we're going to cut to commercial and come back in a few minutes. Energy Talk Radio, fun and inspirational radio that makes a difference. Please tune in to Coffee Meditations with Alice Moore, a fun and entertaining program defining what being healthy really means and how to do that in our modern world. The focus is on how to take your health seriously, but not too seriously that you don't do anything. Tune in to get practical food suggestions and meditation tips. Hear interviews with cutting-edge health counselors and healers in the Bay Area and beyond. Hosted by Alice Moore, certified holistic health counselor, mind sound technology teacher, and performing artist, a graduate of the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York City and Boston University School for the Arts. She is passionate about demystifying health for anyone who wants to be happy, joyful, and free. Please visit our schedule page to learn when you can listen to Coffee Meditations with Alice Moore. Join Energy Talk Radio for an hour of S-E-X, Spirited Energy Exchange with Loray. Loray, a certified tantric counselor, energy healer, mind sound technology teacher, and tantrika, will take you on a personal journey exploring spirituality and sexuality, helping you to learn how both affects our bodies, minds, and spirits. For most of her adult life, Loray has been on a personal journey exploring spirituality and sexuality and how both affect our bodies, our health, and our connections with the world. Create new opportunities to transform your life by listening to SEX, Spirited Energy Exchange, with Loray here on Energy Talk Radio. Please tune in to listen to Life Without Limitation with Mike Michaud. Explore stories of miracles, wellness, prosperity, and enlightenment through sound meditation and transformational thought processes. The show is inspired by and based on the teachings of spiritual leader Dattatreya Shiva Baba, the YouTube guru who inspired best-selling author Dr. Wayne Dyer to write Manifest Your Destiny. The show is hosted by Mike Michaud, a student of Dattatreya Shiva Baba who experienced miraculous recovery from HIV and AIDS over seven years ago and survived a major heart procedure without anesthesia through meditations taught to him by Dattatreya Shiva Baba. Please visit our schedule page to learn when you can listen to Life Without Limitation with Mike Michaud. Healthy Boundaries and Shine Your Light. This is Megan Wolliver, your host, and we are talking about the seven areas of key cultivation for healthy energy boundaries. And we're moving on into the sixth area now, which is relationships. Surround yourself with supportive, uplifting people. Jim Rohn, an author and motivational speaker, says that you become the average of the five people you associate with the most. So put Put that in your pipe and smoke it for a second. <laughs> Think about that. You become the average of the five people you associate with the most. So surround yourself with people that are either vibrating at your same level or stabilized above it. And stabilized above it are usually teachers, healers, spiritual guides. They will help you to stabilize your frequency. 
that helps you to create healthier boundaries and, and clear lower energies. And be mindful of other people's frequencies. When you feel drained or depressed or out of sorts after being around someone, realize that your energy boundary has been affected. And so do something to raise your energy. This can help you to understand who to limit your time with as well. This doesn't mean you necessarily cut people out of your life that aren't on your same frequency, although some relationships may fall away as you shift your energy. That just sort of naturally happens. But it really means that you are conscious about who you spend time with, how much time you spend with them, and that you clear yourself before and after being with people that you know trigger you. So one of the things I like to teach is the energy snapshot. And it's just close your eyes and for like five seconds just do a little body scan and notice where you're feeling open in your body where you might be feeling tension or closed. And if you do that energy snapshot first thing in the morning, like after you've done your focusing or your meditation, you've got a sense of where your, it's like your energy set point is. And then throughout the day, especially if you've been around like a big crowd of people or somebody that's triggering you, you can focus in. You can do the energy snapshot again and get a sense of your your physical body, your emotional body, the thoughts that you're thinking, and um, see what shifted. And then you can use the different energy techniques, whether it's smiling joy into your heart, which is a wonderful um, practice that one of my um, coaches has taught me about how to raise your vibration just automatically. You, you literally, you, when you realize that you've been triggered, you say, oh, I, I've been triggered. And you take a deep breath. Mm, and then you say, okay. So what am I experiencing now? And then you open up and you smile joy into your heart. And and the way you do that is you imagine a joyful experience in your life. It may be an experience that that is really um, resonant and really recent for you, or it may be when you were five and you were swimming in the ocean, but just an, a, a time when you felt completely free and joyful. And you literally put a smile on your face and you smile that joy. You imagine that joy is just melting down into your heart. And the reason you put a smile on your face is because that, that triggers the, the, the physiological response in your body. When you smile, your mouth, that um, the, orif- the orifice muscle literally picks up all of those other muscles that are the ring muscles in your body and it lifts the energy up in the body from a physiological response and you smile that joy into your heart and then you ask yourself, okay, what can I give now or what do I need now? And then you go and you do it. So it's a six-step process that um, we can post um, and I've actually, um, I'm actually writing that six-step process in my um, newsletter this month. So if you're interested in receiving that, go to my website at emergehealing.com and you can um, look, learn more um, step by step of what that six step smile joy into your process that was taught to me by my um, coach, Marianne Wideline, um, for raising your joy just in the moment. It, and when you learn that, it takes like literally 30 seconds to do. And it literally lifts up your system and raises the vibrational setting. Um, so we're going to move on to the final area now, which is spirit. Plug into your source. Aldous Huxley, the author and futurist, said that the spiritual journey does not consist in arrive does not consist in arriving at a new destination where a person gains what he did not have or becomes what he is not. It consists in the dissipation of one's own ignorance concerning oneself and life, and the gradual growth of that understanding, which begins the spiritual awakening. The finding of God is a coming to one's self. So get outside and get into the bigger picture. Plug into spirit may mean just spending time alone. 
when you can actually hear your source energy, your higher self or God, whatever language you want to use around that, clearer. It comes in clear when we're unplugged from the constant stimulus around us of people, TV, music, computers. Practice being in spirit by getting into nature. It has a tonic effect on our energy, and it actually pulls negative energy out of our bodies and composts it for us. So these seven key areas of raising the vibration are um, beautifully explored and described in Marcy Shymoff's book, Happy for No Reason. I highly recommend her book, Happy for No Reason. It goes much more in depth on how we can cultivate these seven areas. And we are going to move now into uh, the eight-minute chakra clearing meditation, which is a meditation that I um, give all of my clients and students to begin their day, eight minutes in the morning, raising their vibration. It attunes and fills your body with light and, and really helps to expand your vibration to its highest possible in that given moment, and then you can carry that throughout the day. And if you use this every single day in your life, you will begin to notice that your vibration not only is higher, but it is consistently maintained that way. So we're going to listen to the meditation right now and do it together on on the air. And then you can go to my website, EmergeHealing.com, and on the homepage there you can download it for free, the 8-Minute Chakra Clearing, as an MP3, and put it on your iPod, burn it onto a CD, and listen to it every day to raise your vibration and hold a healthier boundary in your life. This is a chakra purification meditation. We will be using the high frequency of celestial light to clear, awaken, and soften your chakras. This is a powerful tool for raising your vibrational frequency. Begin by sitting or lying with your spine straight, your body in an open, relaxed position. Purification with light. Bringing your awareness down into your root chakra at the base of your spine. Breathing into the root, filling it with light. The highest frequency light you can possibly imagine. Inhaling light into the root chakra and softening it. And as you exhale, releasing, radiating from that root outwards. Breathing light in and softening, breathing out and relaxing, releasing. Feeling the root as it connects down into the legs and feet. Breathing in, softening. Breathing out, radiating. Breathing in, filling your sacral chakra inside your hip bones and all of the organs around the sacral chakra with light. Breathing out and letting it shine. Now bringing your awareness up into your solar plexus, three finger widths above your navel. Breathing into the center of the solar plexus chakra with light. 
Breathing out, releasing. Breathing in, filling the solar plexus with a high frequency light, clarity. Breathing out, allowing it to radiate and shine. in the area of the solar plexus to fill with light. And breathing out, allowing them to release. Breathing in, softening. Breathing out, relaxing. Now bringing your awareness up into your heart, breathing light into the heart. Feeling the heart open and expand as you fill it with light. And breathing out, allowing that light to shine. Front and back, side to side. Breathing in, softening. Breathing out, radiating. Breathing in and allowing that light to fill the organs around the heart. Breathing out and allowing them to relax and expand. And on your next inhalation, bringing your awareness up to the throat chakra. Breathing light into the throat. the throat to soften as you inhale, allowing the throat to relax and release as you exhale, breathing light and awareness into the throat, breathing out and allowing the throat to radiate front and back, side to side. Releasing anything that feels tight or stuck in the throat, using the light to illuminate it, soften it, release it. Bringing your awareness up to the third eye, the brow chakra. Breathing light into the third eye, midway between the eyebrows. Breathing out and allowing that light to radiate, release. Feeling the brow fill with soft, healing light. Exhaling and allowing that light to shine. Feeling the brow front and back, side to side, open. Fill, soften with light. Breathing out, allowing it to release, expand.
Breathing in, softening. Breathing out, expanding. And now moving your awareness to the crown. Breathing in and out of the crown chakra at the top of your head. Filling the crown with light. As you breathe in, allowing that light to shine. And as you breathe out, allowing that light to expand. Feeling the crown open and radiate with light. Take a few moments and just allow the after effects of this clearing to reverberate through your body. Allow your body to soften and absorb all of the energy that you have just released and all of the benefits of raising your vibration to the frequency of light. Namaste. So how are you doing in there, David? That was wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm. You get a little bit of a, a buzz going on, don't you? Yeah. I feel I feel grounded for the first time in probably about eight months since we started making this radio station. <laughs> <laughs> and and connected. It's really beautiful. Great. Great. Well, I um, encourage you and listeners to use that or whatever other kind of meditation that you can um, do on a daily basis, preferably in the morning so it sets and attunes your energy for the rest of the day. But anytime you can drop in and do that and <clears throat> and other practices throughout the day like smiling joy that in, a, in the moment, the in the moment practice of smiling joy is a really great tool to use. So thank you for listening today, all of our beloved listeners that have tuned in to shine your light we'll be back next week with a new program and um, I want to invite you all to visit my website emergehealing.com and sign up for my newsletter radiant living tips and tools and techniques for living a magnificent life and that newsletter will have this month the month of April um, the broadcast or the um, information on the smiling joy into your heart um, practice as well as other information and um, if you would like more information on that or anything else you can contact me at uh, 415-652-8004 or email me at megan at emergehealing.com thank you everyone have a lovely blessed day